So what I told you is true, from a certain point of view. Okay, we spent a whole lot of time on episode one. We did. That's okay. Yeah. Let's talk about episode two. Okay. This one's shorter. Yes, it is shorter. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like episode one, part two, yep. in a way. It is. Um, Chapter one and a half. Yeah, the child. <laughs> yep. This is the child. That's the name, right? Yes. Episode two, the child. We get a lot of baby Yoda in this. A lot of baby Yoda in this one. Oh, God. Y'all, he's so cute. <laughs> I cannot get over. I am a grown thirty-year-old man, <laughs> and every time he does anything at all, I smile and I I, I giggle out loud. When his <laughs> ears move, I'm like I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, I don't know like if they expected him to be. I know that they did a great job of hiding the fact yeah. that he was going to be in it. They didn't even make merch for yeah. it. Like, because they didn't want any kind of patents yep. or licenses or concepts, like, to be yep. put out there, so they wanted to keep it spoiler-free. Hey, uh, hats off to Disney on that. Yeah, seriously. Because John Favreau... Yep. I don't... Did you see this interview? John Favreau said, I want to say a special thanks to Disney, because normally, stuff like this, you have to start the production of the toys and stuff in advance, and... Um, you don't worry about all this stuff, but they were so cool about what, like they, Disney understands that the more that, uh, this is a secret, the yes. better. And so, and somehow there's still, I saw a report, they're going to have them for the holidays. I think that whenever like they saw the, bl- the internet literally blow up. They have this, to have it. They're no like, way. they're like, we have to have it. Yeah. Put something out. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and so well done, Disney. I'm proud yeah. of you. Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can we can call them the evil empire as much as we want. I love Disney. But, I do too. I mean, <laughs> but uh, no, they're that's awesome. I love. Yeah. Hats off to them um, for that. So going back to we talked about this in episode one. This episode does it even more so, in yeah. my opinion. The first, I don't know what do you, what would you say? I'd Fif- say the first fifteen, ten minutes. to fifteen yeah. minutes. How many words are spoken? Uh, maybe two. Maybe <laughs> like like <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like I and and honestly, okay, this episode is directed by his name is Rick Famuyiwa. No idea. No idea. That's how you spell it. I double checked. Uh, Famuyiwa. Yeah, that's how I would say it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Rick, you did a great job, man. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> great job, Rick. <laughs> uh, so this and this is what I was saying about Dave Filoni. Yeah. I noticed a difference in the pacing of episodes two and three and episode one. Yeah. There is a difference there in is. the pacing. Yeah. The quality of how fast the story is moving, but it's not too fast. It's just, it's perfectly paced. And again, somehow they tell so much story with saying so little. It's like Wally, yep. the movie, that Pixar movie, <laughs> yep. Wally. Uh, they, what I always loved about that movie is that they they somehow over half the movie there's hardly any words spoken yeah and when they are it's broken sentences of a robot yeah um, this is the same situation it's just one guy and then it's he's got baby Yoda with him I was about to say do you know what made it work even better with this episode was that he had baby Yoda and baby Yoda was kind of just making these little like eh, sounds and stuff. <laughs> Like these cute little He's baby like getting sounds. out of the little stroller yeah. thing. Yeah, getting and, out of the thing. And he like, like trying to get like to help, help him. <laughs> he wants him to hold him. Or yeah. Something. He's like he's like reaching out to his wound and stuff like that. <sighs> yeah. Like these little moments 
are so well done with no dialogue. Yep. No weird little like snarky snippy like yep. things. Like it's crazy. Just giving you good visual storytelling. Yep. It's awesome. And like it's so cool to be able to watch a show. Like, cause like, like something that it's, it's definitely prevalent in the first season of Rebels and I can still notice it every once in a while, but like, I'm sure you've seen it in Clone Wars where like, sometimes there's a joke that happens or it's like a little quick snippy one-liner that happens that it feels like they say it just because the, they like brought the episode to the network and the network was like, you need a couple more jokes. And so they edited in a couple of quick little one-liners. Uh Oh yeah. You know? Uh, like stuff like that. Like there's, <sighs> and if there was, I was watching Rebels earlier, and there was, there was like one moment where I was watching it, and it's, it's just got me so hooked in. And then a character said something, I was like, that felt like it was like edited in later. <laughs> like that felt very yeah. like just, well, we got to get a joke in there real quick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the show doesn't feel like the network has made them do any of that. No. It feels like Disney Plus has given them full, like, free yeah. reign to be like, you can tell this story yep. how you want. Yep. And, okay, so let me, little little side thing here. Um, I, one of the YouTubers that I watch a lot, and I want to give credit to him, John Campia. I don't know if you've yeah, watched him very much. I've heard of him. Uh, John Campia, I really like him. You all should go check him out, uh, his YouTube channel. But he, uh, one thing that he said is that, um, he, and I agree with him on everything he says about this, Kathleen Kennedy is a, a legend, a Hollywood legend. Mm-hmm. She has been the producer of hit after hit after hit after hit. She knows what the heck she's doing. And as a producer, on a, on the, once she took over Lucasfilm, um, it, say what you will about the movies, uh, if you like them, if you don't like them, whatever. They have been hits. Yep. They have made all of them except for Solo. Yep. Have made over a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Literally all um, of them have been box massive office hits. hits. Solo, I would even argue, is not so much Kathleen Kennedy's fault. It's more on Bob Iger, who yeah. wanted the movie to be released in May instead of Christmas time. Uh, for some reason, yeah. six months after the most divisive Star Wars film ever, <laughs> so um, yeah. not a good call. not a good call. So uh, now, what the criticism is that that John has and that I also share um, is as a as a uh, you know you're the head of Lucasfilm. Yeah. Your job is to vet directors and make sure you're on the same page. Before you hire them, and then you give them the okay to go do their jobs. Yeah. Instead, what she has done is they get the hot director that's out there right now. You go get Lord Miller. You go get uh, uh, Colin Trevorrow. You go get uh, the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. You go get Benioff and Weiss. You go get all these people, um, the hot names out there. And then tell them something, maybe mislead them a little bit, and then once they've already like they're signed on, they're ready to go, then you don't give them the freedom that maybe you led them to believe that you would give them, mm-hmm. and you're not actually on the same page because you did not vet them right. Right. And then they leave the project. That is what has happened. But um, what John Campia said is that the Mandalorian is the example, finally an example, of Kathleen Kennedy doing what she's supposed to do. Yeah. 
she um, listens to all these pitches, you know, and the Mandalorian as one of probably hundreds of pitches for, yeah. for a Disney show, <laughs> uh, for a Disney Star Wars show on Disney Plus that they listen to. Yeah. She gave the okay for this from John Favreau and also said, I'm going to actually, I want you to do this with Dave Filoni and I'm going to set you up with him. You guys go do your thing now. Yeah. She has, and she has let them do it. That was the, and also I think that like it being Dave Filoni, I mean, like that's, if it, if it wasn't Kathleen Kennedy, it would be Dave Filoni that yeah. I would trust with, like, you know, like the, like I think George Lucas would trust with something Star Wars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where it's like, it's like, um, oh yeah, Dave, like as long as Dave is a part of it, like it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah. And so I think that you're right. Like I was thinking about how, like how perfect she did the job little, that she was she supposed did to do. That. Yeah. yeah. She really did the job she was supposed to and, and like brought these two amazing, like, John, like we all know, John Favreau is a great director. He's so we all good. know that, you know, Ron Howard is a great director. We know that uh, Ryan Johnson is a great director. Yep. But it's like JJ. Yeah, JJ, obviously great director. <laughs> but like, like getting the right people to help and like mm-hmm. advise and team up with, I think that was like the game changing factor for the yep. Mandalorian. Like putting, honestly, I wish Dave Filoni could just work side by side with anybody doing a Star Wars property, just because he understands the world. Like, yep. like whether or not you, whether or not he's like super heavily involved in the like in the directing of it or not. Yep. As long as he is part of the, the the story crafting, the world building, all of that, it's like he's kind of he is kind of like George Lucas too, you mm-hmm. know, in that way. But I think he's a lot more lovable <laughs> of a person. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that was a terrible George Lucas. Oh my god! What? <laughs> that was the, that was just like doing a random impression. That was like a that was like a bad Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> was so bad uh, guys okay so let's let's get back on track i could talk about this honestly what this was just now this past like 10 minutes was a preview for another episode we will do uh, pretty much yeah the state of star wars as it is um as it stands right now let's talk about what happens next in the episode we yeah, got, yeah, yeah we have the jawas okay let me just say i never really realized jawas are low lifes <laughs> i hate them <laughs> like yeah <laughs> Let's J- Jawas are like one of the characters in the in the Star Wars universe that I feel could be um they're very fun and they very much so make you feel like oh I'm watching Star Wars and oh it's Jawas those pesky little rascals Oh yeah. I mean but I like, love them but right. I hate them. But but everybody hates them <laughs> yeah. because I mean they just <laughs> but it's like I was about to say they destroy things. They don't as much destroy as I do just steal They, they steal. Yeah. They they uh they they're, they're bottom feeders. Yeah. As, as far as creatures go. They're yeah. like, why do those exist? <laughs> they're also like very, like both very hard to please, but easy to please at the same time. The egg. <laughs> the egg. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, like the, uh, the Jawas are great, but real quick, I just want to say like, just referring to like the, like the little cold open snippet where the Trandosians attack him in the, Ooh, in the yeah, thing. yeah. Little, um, little camera work thing that i think stood out a ton uh to me was whenever he's he's just walking through that little like alley or whatever he puts his hand on the holster like Uh you were saying like he puts his hand on the holster when he turns you can see in the reflection of his helmet the trandosians jump over the gap 
Really? Yeah, I don't know if you caught it. it I did not catch if that. If you watch closely, you can see the Trandoshans jump over the gap in the thing. That's it some good directing. It was such a cool camera shot. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I've never seen that before. It was so cool. Attention and it was so detail. subtle. Yeah, I was going to say, it was so subtle. Like, and you really can't... Uh, like you can't argue with how amazing that little That's thing awesome. is. I love that. But yeah, that yeah. was the only thing I want to talk about. With that, I think I, I mean, love that cool, cool action scene. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I love that that action scene. And then uh, we we get do we get our first use of it? I don't know if it's our first use of, but the uh, disintegration. Uh, that's done with the. I think that's done with the Jawas, right? That's done with the Jawas first. I don't think so. I think that's before the Jawas. Is it really? Yeah, because he's walking. They're they're walking through that little thing, and then he uses it on one of the you're right Trandoshans yep. as he's about to go kill Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're right because yeah he does that. And no then, disintegrations. Yes. <laughs> now I know what that means. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and then you see uh, Baby Yoda like kind of emote like he's kind of really saddened by any any death which i think is a really emotional thing yeah anytime death happens baby yoda's kind of like "Mm." yeah oh (laughs) okay he must be protected at all costs i know oh my gosh can y'all imagine if he (laughs) died i don't even want to talk about it so the jawas uh we have this little section where where um you know we have the chase with the sand crawler Uh is that what it's called the sand crawler yeah we have this chase where Mando gets his butt kicked here. He does. It's weird. And this is very video game. It is. Um, I actually want to play a video game that does this. This whole show is very video game-ish. It is. Yeah. I would love a Mandalorian video game. Yeah. But he gets his butt whooped here. Um, he falls off the the sand crawler. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about the Jawas anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, the, he disintegrates it. a few before that, yep. which is really funny. Yeah. Uh, then he goes and finds our, our, uh, Nick Nolte friend. Uh-huh. Our, uh, I have spoken. Yeah. I have spoken friend. And, um, he basically just enlists his help. Yeah. Right. And, um, Let's see what happens next. What happens next? I don't remember this one quite as well in order. Well, yeah, because th- this one was it was pretty short. Yeah, um, it was so short. It's, it's easy because you, you said like don't want to talk too much about the Jawas, but I mean they're in. They're in a lot episode. of it. You're right. Um, they come so, back in in a minute. Right, like after he talks to Nick Nolte or whatever, he's like, "I will help you get your stuff back." I have spoken or right, whatever. Right, right. And then they go to the Jawas, and um, whenever they go to the Jawas, uh, he like is. You can tell that this is where you get a sense for the fact that the Mandalorian has no diplomatic skills whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> yes. He's talking to the Jawas and stuff, and then they say they say something to him or whatever, and he's like, he's like, well, how do you feel about this? And he like he like <laughs> flame the fire them. flamethrower. <laughs> well, they're making fun of it. It was a really funny moment. They're basically he's trying to speak their language exactly. It's broken dialect yeah. but they start laughing at him saying you sound like a wookie <laughs> and he's like how do you think about this <laughs> so funny that's to me that is star wars humor used yeah so well that is not out of place that's so funny i yeah. loved that scene um okay so basically from here out um the egg the he egg. makes a deal with them that he will get his parts back to his ship uh-huh. if they if he goes Gets the and egg. Gets the egg from this creature. And then, can I just say this? Yes. Another 
Star Wars humor moment. And it is, this moment felt so much, it reminded me so much of like, like, I don't know, it gave me like, like riding in Jabba's hut, like Jabba's palace, like <laughs> Jabba's palace cruise thing that goes across the sand or whatever. Oh, yeah. When he's sitting in the sand crawler and he's all hunched up with the Jawas and they like, and he, it's literally just like they're riding in the oh, sand crawler yeah, and like yeah, some yeah. fun little like music is playing with like some bongos and stuff. Yeah. And it, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> it was like, he's like sitting in this little thing, like all hunched up and they're just like laughing at him yeah. because he's like really big and he like, <laughs> like yeah. hits himself and stuff. Um, very Star Warsy moment yep. for me, the way it's shot, the way of the movement and everything. I, I love yep. it. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Again, okay. The Jawas are turds. So they <laughs> totally are. Let's talk about this. Okay. This next scene. This is a big one. Okay. Big scene. So we have this big, the the thing that he's going to get is the egg of this big rhino dinosaur creature. I don't know what it's called. It has a name, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, Let's see if I can find it. You go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this creature, I don't know. I haven't looked up like on Wikipedia or anything if it is actually tied to it. But it reminds me of the uh, one of the creatures in the arena in episode two, the one with the big horn that they fight in episode two or whatever. Um, yeah, that's what this creature reminds me of. It's this big beast. It's got a horn. Mudhorn. 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 Yeah. They say that in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he fights this big mud horn, which by the way, looks incredible. Again, yeah. Looks the awesome. effects are awesome. This creature I had no issues with. Yeah. It looked awesome. Yeah. I love when he goes into, uh, he goes into the cave. You just see baby Yoda kind of watching the cave. Yeah. And yeah. then you hear, like you see the, you see the eye open. It cuts back out and you hear, pew, pew, pew. And then he like gets hit out of the cave. Yeah. And then ensues him getting his butt yes. completely handed, handed, to, handed him. to him. Yeah. yeah, big time. This thing is a monster. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is the moment of the episode. Yep. Every episode so far has had a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, at least one. So it looks pretty hopeless. Mando has this little... It's like a vibroblade in a way. It's which I know you haven't played much of like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff. I haven't. So it, to me, it just looks like a, a he's got this little buck knife, <laughs> right? So, but if you notice, it's like it's like vibrating and stuff. Okay. So like there are these things called vibroblades okay. in Star Wars that basically like before Jedi used lightsabers, they used vibroblades, and vibroblades <sighs> are like kind of what they're like swords. In the Star Wars universe, they can they can like be hit with a lightsaber okay. and withstand it and stuff. Ben is my uh, my Star Wars lore person. <laughs> I don't know a ton. You know um, more than me because yeah. you played all the games and stuff. And, and I try and I try to keep canonically correct. I still get stuff confused because so I loved the extended universe so much. So whenever they cut a bunch of stuff out, I still have to kind of remind myself. Okay, what is canon? What is legends? Like all that stuff. Right. But um. But yeah, I do, I do my best yeah. to try to keep uh, within the canon and all that stuff. But yeah, that's what at least what I think it is. It, it remind I, like when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's like a little vibra blade, right? Um, well, okay, so he has this vibra blade, <laughs> yes, and he's like, okay, this is my last shot. That's what he looked. His body language <laughs> yeah. was like, I'm giving up. So at that moment, he's being charged by the mudhorn, uh-huh. and we see Baby Yoda's hand raise. Yep. 
he uses the force. I'm trying to whisper a little more because I just forgot my wife is in the other room. And I think we're spoiling the entire series for her right now. Because <laughs> she has not gotten to watch it yet. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda uses the force. And lifts up this giant mud horn. Like, that is a powerful little being. And he looked awesome doing it. <laughs> he looked so cute. Yes. And, it, and again, the combining of the puppet and the digital, yep, it's so good. perfect. Seamless. And, like, what made this moment even more for me, more than even just the way it looked, again, is the music right here. Yes. It's... The music gives you such a sense of wonder. Guys, mystery. go download the music, please. <laughs> please go support the fact that <laughs> this man is creating music for each individual episode. Yeah. Like, ugh, I love it. Not every TV show does that. No. And they have the budget for it. Some do, but not everyone does. Um, And so, like, the music right here gives you this sense of wonder and mystery, which is what Star Wars is all about. Especially the Force. Like, the Force is so weird and mysterious. And I love that the music makes you feel how probably the Mando felt. Yeah. It was like, what on earth is this? And that, that is why I love the last... The last couple of minutes of each episode have mm-hmm. been have felt that way because once you introduce Baby Yoda into this thing, yeah, it becomes more than just the underworld and Mandalorian and this western. It it shoots you right into oh yeah, this really is Star Wars. Yeah, there's something about it. It is the best word I can find is magic. Yeah, it, there's a magic that just space happens. magic, bro. Yeah, gotta and have it. So that happens. And it is awesome. And then he he holds it in the air long enough. He drops it, and then Mando is able to stab, stab him it, yeah, and um, and kill it. And then he proceeds to go inside and get the egg, and which the, the Jawas feast on. The Jawas go crazy <laughs> over that thing, man. And again, the Jawas, I think, just encompass a great amount of Star Wars humor in this. Like that is yep. such a moment where you're like. Yep. You're like, what the heck is this? It but was you're so laughing. weird. It's so weird, but I love it. They were eating it like it was like like Winnie the Pooh would eat honey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, it's a gross Star Wars food thing that we've seen so often. You saw it in uh, or or drink. Uh, you saw it, <laughs> the Last Jedi. You when saw the Last Jedi when Luke like chose mur- like the, he he the milk. Yeah, that was weird, man. <laughs> He extracts the blue milk from this weird I will thing. I will protect that scene until the day I die. I love it. And I don't care what anybody says. You guys will find out. We are both fans of The Last Jedi. I will always uh, but that part was that part weirded me out. That I was so weird. The only part I I won't get into this at all, but it's funny to me how like when people talk about their criticisms of The Last Jedi, usually I have totally different criticisms, and I the reasons that I love the movie are the reasons that they are criticized. Yeah. yeah. And so, anyways, yeah. Yeah, we'll get funny. into that later. So, he uh, he gets his parts back for his ship. Um, Nick Nolte character. What's his name again? Khalil? Something like Khalil, that. something. Yeah. He, uh... He has spoken. I love it. I love that part because he. This next part, he's like, "We'll never get this done in like tonight or yeah. something." He's very hopeless. The Mando is. Yeah. And the other guy says, "We will if you help me." Yeah. Yeah. He's literally. Just <laughs> I have like, spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. Help me out. We'll yeah. get it done. And, and then they do. They work through the night. They get it done. Yeah. There's this awesome moment between them at the end of that scene. 
Yep. Where his ship is fixed and all that stuff. He says, I basically I'm indebted to you. Um, what what can I offer you? Basically, yeah. I don't. Th- I'm, I'm not quoting this well, but mm-hmm. it's like um, he he offers him a job, like yeah. on his ship and stuff like that. And and again, at the end of each of these episodes, I feel like we get another little moment from the Mando yes. that gets you a little glimpse into his character and kind of helps you see like oh. So, like, even though he's he's a lone gun, he's totally open to having a crew as yeah. long as they, like, earn his trust. Yeah. You know? And he said on a couple of occasions to this man, he's very thankful for his... Yeah. For his help. Um, and, and, uh, I, I, oh, not guy. I've got to remember his name. You can um, just keep saying Nick Nolte. It's fine. Nick Nolte. <laughs> he says, he says, um, basically, you owe me nothing. Um, yeah. I and uh, he's he's just he's well, very hospitable. Yeah, and he says that um, uh, Nick Nolte's character, like I think this is actually a really powerful character moment for him because he says that like like I've tried to go my whole life. Well, he's, he's he's like I've worked my whole life to not have to be in service to anybody yeah. else, anyone uh, anymore. And then after he explains himself and stuff, he says like he says like like farewell to you, Mando. Like, thank you for all that you've done. I have spoken. Yep. And then when he says it that time, after he's given you the context that he has worked his whole life to be out of servanthood, it gives you this moment where you're like, he has spoken and he is like, like, he has the power to just like, I don't know. It puts so much more powerful. It makes like everything he says so much more powerful. And like, he has the freedom to speak and he's like, no, like, this is what we will do. This is how it goes. I have spoken. And like, I just, I don't know. I feel like that was a powerful character moment for him. He's no longer indebted to anybody. He doesn't serve any masters anymore. He has spoken. He's just, (laughs) but he is thankful for Mando for, he's still a good guy for getting those, uh, for from helping there to be peace in his land again. Exactly. Because so they help each other out. There's a beneficial. There's a symbiotic relationship uh, <laughs> there. Symbiotic and, relationship. Um, you must understand this. Uh, <laughs> my Obi Wan is getting a little better. A little. Yeah. A little better. It's not great yet. Um, okay. So that's the that's the end, right? That's the end of the episode. Basically, yeah, pretty much. You, you see, they're the, right. They're flying yeah, away. Yeah. I was say you see the child like kind of start to wake up a little yeah. bit. But I mean, yeah, that's the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, because because he was Baby Yoda out. was was like out of it. Yeah, and wanted to make sure he was okay. Yeah, so he wakes up while they're flying away. Yeah, and, um, and that's the end of it. Yeah. So, end of episode two. Great job, Rick. Um, no, that was that was disrespectful. Um, Rick something. Rick Famuyuma. No, Famu Famuyiwa. We will get this. <laughs> Family Yiwa. Put it in Google. <laughs> we, um, we love you, Rick. We love you, Rick. He's he's awesome. Great There's, episode. Yep. Um, one thing I wanted to say, actually, that I forgot to mention. I about, have one, too. About episode one was him building the armor. Yes! I was just about to do this. <laughs> I was like, when we <laughs> mentioned that it was about, like, that it was very video game-ish, yes. I was like, we didn't talk about him forging his armor. Yeah. Like, so cool! Yeah, it's awesome. I you love that. You get to that. go into like this little uh, Mandalorian uh, concave, concave thing. I don't know what they're calling it. They called it a. Um, they called it something. I cannot remember what they. Yeah, called I it. think they call it something in the third episode. They do. But it's like a convent. I think is what they yeah. call it. But they, uh, they like 
he goes into this place. You see other Mandalorians and stuff. He has this one piece of Beskar steel, yeah. and he makes his shoulder makes pad. a shoulder pad, and it's like. Shoulder. Guard. Yeah, and like whenever she's forging the armor for him, he's getting these flashbacks yes. to whenever he was taken as a fa- and like he was a foundling yes. at that point. So important, I cannot believe we didn't I discuss know. that. I know it was such an important part of the episode. Yeah. So I was like, we have to talk about this for a second. Yeah. Um, I love this, and it also kind of gave me this little vibe of a video game where it's like you're collecting different pieces of mm-hmm. armor and upgrading your armor or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, it's like you're you're complete a side quest. Create your piece of armor. Do another yep. side quest. Get more materials. Like yep. it really is like that. <laughs> it's so cool. I loved that, and and we'll see we'll see in the the, the next episode, the third <laughs> yeah. one, where they show just a little more of that flashback. Yeah, they do. So every time they're doing this flashback, they're showing just a little more. I'm really excited to see. And again, this reminds me very much so of a book. Yeah. Um, sure. Because it's like it's interesting how like. This one sort of thing that happens triggers different memories. I think that's kind of cool. Yep. We won't talk too much about that because yeah. that's episode three. Any other last thoughts about it? We love it. Y'all, we love it. Go watch Mandalorian if you haven't yet. I don't think I have any other thoughts. I think um, all the performances are great so far. I think the um, my one of my favorite things about the show is the music. Um, yeah. I think it tells the story so well. Um, are we doing ratings for the episodes? We can. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Let's no, see. Okay. On the spot. Uh, 8.5 mm. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I I think that I'll actually also do 8.5 um, disintegrations. Ah, that would have been my second one. Yeah, good job. <laughs> if uh, you would have said eggs, I would have said disintegrations. Yeah. Good job. I think we've already talked about yeah. all that we need to. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Agreed. Yeah. Good, good... Good episodes. Yeah, great can't episodes. Wait for the great rest of the start. Series. Great start to the show. Um, can't wait to talk about episode three in the next episode of Point of View, mm-hmm. a certain point of view, guys. We really like. We said at the top of this and in the, the intro episode, we want y'all's feedback. We want for you guys to. Um, we want a community here. We mm-hmm. want to get others' opinions. We're probably if we if we get enough feedback from y'all, we can have a segment of our podcast where we actually respond to emails and respond to Facebook or or Instagram messages or whatever. Right. So um, looking forward to all of that. So I wanted to give y'all some some info. Um, we have an email address. It is pov.podcast2 at gmail.com so if you guys can just email whether it's questions or theories or just whatever you whatever you want to us just email it um, keep it respectful all that stuff but um, we want to uh, respond hopefully in the uh, we may respond in the in the next episode also give us hot takes yeah you know? give us your take give us your theories like even if there's if it maybe controversial just ones ridiculous takes uh, we yeah. love it we love it um and then my ridiculous take, <laughs> I texted someone, I can't remember, maybe it was you, I think it was you, I said, I said, I think, I think, uh, I think baby Yoda's evil. <laughs> He's a Sith. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so, okay. Then we have an Instagram as well. If y'all uh, would please go follow us at point of view pod on Instagram and you can send us messages on, uh, messages on there as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just follow us. We'll stay in contact with you guys. 
go like our Facebook page. It's a certain point of view podcast on Facebook. Again, all of these places you can you can message us. We'll get back to you um, and all that. Any any last words? No, I'm just I'm excited to interact with all y'all. So please please do like email us, talk to us on Instagram and stuff like. Yep. I want to be able to have an ongoing communication with y'all like this isn't i really don't want this podcast just to be me and my brother we have fun yeah we have fun talking about it here but like i definitely want it to be like a community conversation not just me and my brother so please interact with us i'd love to hear from y'all he has spoken i have spoken yes so um with all that said uh we will we will end it here guys yeah we'll see you next time yep we'll see you next time thanks for listening Bye. bye